Now, this is a production performed by acclaimed dancer, choreographer Jackie Job, and classical piano uh, virtuoso Jose Diaz. And it will be live at the Artscape Arena Theatre in Cape Town. That's from the 29th of November 2023 to the 2nd of December. And this is what former Fleur du Cap Award judge Neil Rue describes the work. The Bhutto-inspired dance collaboration between Jackie Job and Jose Diaz is difficult to describe. All I can say is it is something that you've probably never seen before. It is a collaboration between a dancer and a pianist, both of international standard, but it's not a dancer dancing to piano music and it's not a pianist accompanying a dancer. It is two artists coming together, creating art. It is absolute synergy. Do yourself a favor, sit close to the stage because it is minimalist, but also overwhelming at the same time. It is simplicity. It is movement. It is innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to see and then. And then, and of course, uh, talking about uh, two people, I'm talking about Jackie Job and um, the collaboration virtuoso Jose Diaz. And I want to just find out, well, we're going to find out just now because we're speaking to Jackie, um, Dancia, um, a, she's a dancer and choreographer, how they married the two. Jackie, good morning and welcome to Jets at Breakfast. Good morning, Bertha. Thank you. Wow. Why? <laughs> and then, you know, it's quite, it's, it's very catchy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, the thing is, and then is written and then dot, 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 because um, it's an ongoing work. It's an ongoing um, series. And we always ask them the question, and then what's going to happen next? So it's, um, we, we're looking at ideas of a desire and compassion. And seeing how, and I think those elements are always there, you know, we have the selfish elements of desire, these things that we hide and that we, that we, that we want to, to, to bring forth. And then compassion, which um, I see as the idea of opening ourselves up to others um, and, and allowing others to happen, other things to happen. Mm. Um, and, and kind of combining those two elements in and then, and in order to bring that forth, what the, the starting point for our process, which started in 2018, and each year we have a new iteration, it's always called And Then, um, that's manifesting itself differently. It comes from the, it's inspired by the language of the praying mantis. So this idea of waiting, you know, the praying mantis waits. The praying mantis shakes all the time, so there's a sense of nervousness, but at the same time it's very balanced. It's been to, it's an iconic insect that's been all around the world, that's iconic in, in so many cultures all around the world. Um, the, the, the praying mantis seems to be nervous, um, so it's not certain. It's, uh, it plays with ideas of doubt. And I like those kinds of things because it's all anti kind of Western aesthetics, you know. You heard the, um, the judge was saying, the um, Neil Room, that little clip that you played, thank you for doing that. He, um, he says the Bhutto-inspired work, and the work is Bhutto-inspired. Bhutto is a Japanese dance form that's concerned with things that are um, not trying to you know, imitate the West. They're not trying to imitate Eurocentric models, um, but really trying to innovate something from one's own perspective. 
and um, and so the, yeah, I found that the praying mantis was really wonderful in helping um, bring this bring this idea forth. Um, how we can look at otherness, other things, um, to make space for for more for love. I'm always talking about love, Bertha. It's always about love for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, which is absolutely fantastic. And now that you explain uh, uh, the prey mentors, you you've just taken me on another on another journey altogether because now I'm picturing uh, the prey mentors, and it is very very still, you know. Yes. And yes. only until and and it is, it's got this shaking that you're talking about where it is there's a hesitance, and then that hesitance takes a bit of a while, and then it moves. Right. Right. And so some, but it's all it's always moving, yet you know it's and um, it's just that it's unexpected. So I think that the praying mantis holds that element of surprise. It also has this kind of idea. It's it's really captivating, and we found with all the performances, so there's a it's as if audiences become hypnotized. You know, there's this wonderful vibration that happens because of the the shaking and movement, the 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 tension that is created with waiting. When you know something is about to happen, it's not that an awaiting when nothing is happening. It's not a waiting of boredom. It's a waiting. It is a tension because you you're holding you're holding on to a moment for long enough, and then just plus at the cusp, you move to the next thing. So this is wonderful kind of vibration that happens between the performance and the audience, the performers and the and the audience, and then between Giselle and myself also is this vibration that and that creates this wonderful kind of synergy. So everything seems to be one thing. Um, even the piano itself, it kind of becomes a, it moves beyond just being a piano, but becomes like a character in the, in the, in the performance as well. Um, and Jose and I have this wonderful um, way of listening to each other. So it's not like he's watching and waiting for the beat for him to hit specific notes in order for me to dance. It's as if we the story has existed before we started and and then it gets moved into a different space during the performance and, and then we'll continue into you know, into the audience, into beyond that space and into the next iteration of and then. Mm. That's the that's basically the idea. I intend to do this um for many, many, many more years. Um and and always it will always be a way to kind of to map, to map where we are um, in terms of how much space have we made, you know? How much space have we made for ugliness? Um, how are we manifesting our desires now? Um, because I believe, you know, if we are really evolving and moving and transforming, um, then it can't only be fixed. I don't want to be fixed. I don't want to say this is it. I'd rather say, and then, and ask the question, what's going to happen next? So that there's a sense of, of movement always, of change that's always happening. And so I guess that's, that's really the, the, the motivation, the essence behind, of the work. Mm. I mean, look, uh, to anyone who's listening to our conversation, I'm, well, I'm speaking to Jackie Job. She's a dancer. She's a choreographer. And you are a, a contemporary dancer. You're a pioneer of a dance, and basically you, you have these organic uh, performances. And it, it's quite interesting when you describe, you know, the, you know, the prey mantis as it's almost like, you know, visualizing what then happens. And tell me something, because you gave birth to something new, what is the name of the dance? So, Buto is a, um, a Japanese word, 
Um, and I lived in Japan for eight years and learned to form um, Buto, which is a Japanese dance form that is anti-Western aesthetic, to put it very rapidly. It's, um, it's really not concerned with you know, imitating um, things just as the West does. But it was, the Japanese were asking, how do, I, how do I do something that speaks about me? Uh, speaks about my cultural perspective, my experiences in life. And so it works with um, things like that are unknown, work with abstraction, um, ideas of distillation, um, and, uh, yeah, and, and these things that are hidden, and wanting, just wanting to expose things that are hidden, and working from the inner body, and not just from the external body. Um, and then, you know, the Japanese also have a different capability when it comes to age. So it's, um, you, you have older dancers performing. One of the founders, Kazuo Ono, he died when he was 103, the last performance, he was 99. Um, and so there's, uh, that's basically what Buto is. I, um, it was founded by Kazuo Ono and Yuzikata Tachini. And um, Kajua Ono also had a son called Yoshita Ono, and the three of them were involved in the original performances. Jackie, I, I'm not so sure, but the line the line is not sounding as clear as, as I would like it to be. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, let's just take a small break, and then when we get back, hopefully we'll have a nice clearer line so that, you know, we can get that message across, in a, you know, clearly. The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. And it's Bertha Charuma in for Michelle. I'm speaking to Jackie Job, and she is a dancer and choreographer. And, uh, you know, she pioneered an amazing, unique dance, um, very innovative. And, um, you know, her work is very, very organic. And we're just talking about um, some of her work. Uh, Jackie, welcome back. You were, descri- you. you were describing where the, came, the Japanese name came from and um, how, where its origination. Yes, um, thank you, Bertha. I was explaining that I lived in Japan for, for eight years, and that's where I learned this dance form called Buto. Buto, um, you know, I've been um, working as an independent choreographer, dancer since 1994. So I had a body of work for about 10 years that was concerned with identity and how to create work from my own perspective, and just miraculously ended up in Japan, um, where they were asking similar questions. Um, um, and and had this dance form called Buto that create that they that they created uh, you know um, in tra- in trying to answer this question how does one make work how does one dance when you're not trying to look like an American or European right and um, and then I lived in Japan for eight years learned this form my teacher is Yoshita Ono so I'm a first generation in the line of Yoshita Ono and a pioneer of Buto on this continent as in the first one to put forth these ideas in the continent in such a comprehensive manner, in a very comprehensive manner. I use the principles of Buta, which are ideas of abstraction, um, um, not, not um, seeing the importance of things not being in the center, the introspection, um, distillation, um, you know, various things, um, but coming from a very, very deeply physical and like a place of musculature. And... Uh, 
uh, I apply those principles in making performance. And I do that in terms of my own performance, but also in my teaching um, at uh, university level. I have courses where I teach people um, how to think through these principles in order to make performance, whether that be acting or, or, or dance or even the singing of opera, <laughs> um, uh, how one can perform using these principles. And then I've also written uh, my PhD, and um, part of it is um, expands on how I've used these techniques um, in, in, in my life, in, in my making of work. In South Africa, it's really interesting to work with these ideas of innovation, you know, um, with our racialized politics, where, where we also are in processes of transformation. Mm-hmm. So how does one do these things? And, and like, you know, for me, transformation means that you don't actually know what's, what's going to happen. It's the process of the, of the great unknown. It can't be the idea of just flipping the coin, you know, somebody mm-hmm. else had and now I must have. It can't. It can't just be as simple as that. And so Bhutto, I find, is really wonderful kind of, it asks complex questions and it, it, it forces one to ask complex questions and really put the body in a research kind of way um, and, and find things out through the body. And that's what really excites me about it. Um, and so that's the kind of way that I work. doesn't mean that that's what you're not going to see the body in research, in performance, because yeah. performance work is obviously I've gone through a process and then I create something from that. And, and then um, is, is, is basically, I guess, the, you know, the, the cherry on top that happens once we've gone through all of these processes. How, what manifests? What manifests, what is the kind of dance form that can break down barriers? And I think, I believe that that's what Jose and I have done in terms of performance, where people kind of just, everything just seems to melt. The audience, the performance, the piano, the music, and people are really transported into another kind of world. And I hope an idea of, yeah, what could be. Yeah, imagination of what could be. Absolutely. Let's talk about the um, you know Saturday the second of December, uh, the performances that you will be you will be doing daily. Yes, it opens on the 29th of November, and so we run on the 29th. It's the Thursday, 30th um, of November, the Friday, on and um, the where the the Saturday the second we have uh, the two performances. So it's sorry, it starts 29th is actually a Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 8 p.m. at the Arena Theatre Artscape. And then on the 2nd of November, there are two performances, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. also at the Arena Theatre. Um, so, yeah, four performances at the Arena Theatre Artscape um, from the 29th of November to the 2nd of December this year. Jackie, thank you so much for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast and all the very best. And, um, Hopefully you you go through your PhD uh, well because I know that it's a lot of work. It really is done. a lot of work. It's done. <laughs> oh, it's I have done. Dr. Jackie Joe. Yes. <gasps> Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have yourself a great Saturday. You too. Thank you so much, Bertha. And bye for now.